0: In this week's parasha, we find the extremely bizarre and unique halacha of the Egla Arufa. The Torah states, Ki if you find a corpse lying out in a field, and it is not known who killed him. The Pasek says, the elders and the judges shall go out and measure the cities that are around the corpse. And the Torah goes on to describe that the heads of the town must decapitate a calf. And during the ceremony, the Zikanyim are obligated to declare, La l'shavchu asadam hazeh. We are not responsible for this bloodshed. And Rashi asked the obvious question, Should we even fathom that the elders, the most righteous people of the town, would be culpable for murder? And Rashi answers, obviously not. It only means that they declare that they didn't observe this victim leaving without accompanying him out of town. But there's an obvious question. Let's say that they did escort him out of town, and they even walked him a few extra yards. But what if this person had a journey of many miles to travel? So how does it help him that he was escorted a few yards? He still has to travel a great distance through treacherous and dangerous roads all by himself. So what exactly did they accomplish by accompanying him? If for most of his journey, he was still left unprotected. And the morale says something fascinating. If you accompany a traveler out of the road and onto his journey and thereby show that you care and have compassion for your fellow yid, that act of lavoya affords this traveler special protection from above. So even though you only accompanied him for a fraction of this long journey, but Hashem values that small gesture as He sees that you are sympathetic and sensitive to your fellow Jew. So the rabbi Nishleinim says, you know what? You did your job. I'll take it from here. I'll accompany him for the rest of his way. I'll protect him for the remainder of his journey. What an amazing idea from the Maral. The mitzvah of Lavoie is teaching us a deep fundamental lesson in Judaism. It's not about how much you accomplish that matters. It's the intent that really counts. Your intent was to show care and compassion. Hashem says, that's enough for me. I'll take care of him for the rest of his way. People look at an unaffiliated Jew, be it a neighbor or a co-worker, and they think, why am I wasting my time trying to draw him closer to Yiddishkeit? He's so far gone. He has such a long way to go. I'd rather put my focus and energy into something more productive, something that has more potential. But we never know how much of an impact one small gesture can have on another person. One small deed, a Shabbos invite, a sincere smile, a compliment, a warm handshake, can make such an indelible impact on another person. Often we hear stories of individuals who performed relatively minor acts which had incredible repercussions, even lifelong or a life-altering impact on that person. There are numerous instances of people who disappeared of life, felt like total failures, or even abandoned Yiddishkeit, but regained their vitality and their spirit for life All because one person cared to display one small act of kindness. A story is told about a very successful businessman that lived in Israel. And people trusted him with their life savings. Every year, he gave them a very profitable return on their investment. And then his business started failing. After a while, he lost everything. All of his money and all the money from the investors. People started harassing him for their money. They were screaming at him in shul. They were even heckling him on the streets. He couldn't face them anymore. They were calling him day and night. It got to the point that he decided to take his own life. He thought to himself, on the way to work there's a bridge, I'll park the car and leap over the railing and we'll finally be all over. So Monday morning he tells his wife and his younger children goodbye. They didn't know that this is the last time they will ever see him. And he heads for the door. Then his wife tells him, Oh, I forgot to tell you, Yankala forgot his bag here this morning. Can you drop it off for him in yeshiva? He's thinking, The yeshiva is located after the bridge. Okay, I'll drop it off, go to work, and on my way home, I'll take the dive off the bridge. He arrives to yeshiva, and they are middle of class. He walks into the office and tells the secretary, Please give this back to my son Yankel in the seventh grade. Just then the principal of the school walks by, and he tells him, your uncle's father. I need to talk to you about your son. He walks him out of the building and he tells him, let me tell you a little bit about your son. His learning is amazing. He's a tremendous Balmidas. Everybody in the class wants to be his friend. His rebaim all love him. If he continues on this path, he has the potential to be somebody really special. The father thanks him profusely and leaves. He sits into his car and he starts thinking, What am I crazy? I have such a special son. He's on his way to being a great Talmud Chacham. He might even be a Rosh Hashiva one day. And I'm going to end my life today over finances? I'm going to miss out on all of this Nachas? I'm aborting my plan. He eventually moved to America and was able to slowly rebuild his business and pay back the investors. Sometimes all it takes is one compliment to turn a person's life around. One good word about his son not only saved his life, it also saved so much heartache and grief for dozens of his family members as well. And now, we know. Have a wonderful day.